This is the Black and Blue Report presented by ABC Insurance Agencies. A better choice for insurance. Now from Studio B or wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Daniel Sellerson. What's going on? Welcome into the Thursday edition of the Black and Blue Report. I'm Daniel Salerson filling in once again for Sean Kelly. Mr. Kelly is getting ready for another game on this five-game road trip for the Pelicans as they take on the Brooklyn Nets tonight after they had a couple days off in the Big Apple. Lots to get to. Uh, we're going to focus primarily on the Pelicans today as it is a game day, but we'll also um, hear from one of the newest players, uh, Donatus Motiunis, who has played a couple games with the Pelicans so far. He'll chat with Sean Kelly about how he's been fitting in, his role with the team, and um, anything else that they might talk about during the interview. So it should be a good show as far as hearing from Moti Yunus, and we'll also get a preview of uh, tonight's game with Brian Lewis of the New York Post. He covers the Nets uh, for the newspaper, and uh, we'll get his thoughts on the Nets' struggles and uh, what's been going on with them. They've lost seven in a row. They've won eight games all year long. They're dead last in the NBA with a new head coach, Kenny Atkinson. So uh, they've been having some issues, and we'll kind of get to the bottom of those or kind of see what the Pelicans have to do to get their second win of this road trip. They're currently 1-1. One one. They lost to the Celtics on Saturday night but beat the Knicks on Monday, who, man, the Knicks continue to be on a downward spiral after the Pelicans lost. They lose. Uh, they had to hold Derrick Rose saga, and then they lose the Philadelphia 76ers yesterday by one point. Carmel Anthony expressing his frustration after the game, saying he's tired of the losing. So the Pelicans will take on the Nets tonight. And then Saturday afternoon, we'll take on the Chicago Bulls, who are playing well recently. And then they'll take on the Indiana Pacers on Monday afternoon in celebration of MLK Day. Uh, the Pacers are actually in London. They'll play the Nuggets today at 2 o'clock Central. And then we'll travel back. And then their next game is against the Pelicans on Monday. So uh, might have a, a jet-lagged Pacers team when the Pelicans take them on on Monday afternoon. The big news in the NFL today is the San Diego Chargers, or should I say the Los Angeles Chargers. The Chargers officially announced that they will move to Los Angeles starting next season. The report is they'll play two seasons in the StubHub Center, which only seats about 30,000, and then they'll share a stadium with the Rams. Um, part of the drama though this morning is the Rams have not heard anything about the Chargers moving to L.A., so we'll continue to monitor that. They are Chargers already changed their uh, logo and their Twitter account, which now states the Los Angeles Chargers. They spent 56 seasons in San Diego. You have to feel for those fans who are losing their franchise. Now just have one professional franchise left. That is the San Diego Padres. Ironically, the Chargers started in L.A. They played one season in the American Football League in 1960 before heading to San Diego in 1961. So 56 seasons in San Diego. Man, oh man, I feel for those Chargers fans also. Same with the Rams, how they're now in Los Angeles. So there'll be two teams in L.A., none in San Diego, and hopefully at least the Raiders stay in Oakland, because if not, then you have no more San Diego Chargers, no more Oakland Raiders. But right now, two teams in L.A., and we'll see how that goes uh, moving forward. But, man, just a tough day for those living in San Diego. But um, nonetheless, we move on here, and we're going to focus on the Pelicans today. Again, Pelicans and Nets, what we'll do next is we'll hear from Sean Kelly and Donatus Motiunis, and then we'll hear from Brian Lewis of the New York Post as he gives us his thoughts on the Brooklyn Nets. Stay with us. This is the Black and Blue Report. 
win the night for the entire family with a Pierre's Party Pack. Ticket packages are available for select Pelicans home games throughout the season and include three or more tickets, combo meals, and an encore free throw experience with Pierre the Pelican, all for as low as $48. The next Pierre's Party Pack night is Friday, January 20th against the Brooklyn Nets. For more information and to plan your next winning night out with the gang, visit pelicans.com today. We all know Saints fans are humble, hardworking, likable, and the most devoted fans in the league. All of that takes energy. The energy you get from a warm bowl of Campbell's Chunky Soup. Its meaty goodness fuels the greatness of Saints fans everywhere. Try the delicious Chunky Chicken and Sausage Gumbo. Just visit your local Winn-Dixie and ask for Campbell's Chunky Soup. The hearty way to fuel your game. And the official soup of the New Orleans Saints. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Here's Sean Kelly. Well, it's my first, I guess, official visit with Donatus Motiunis, which is uh, something I've been looking forward to. Good to have you, sir. It's a pleasure to be here. How many times have you heard your name butchered and did I just mess it up at the start of our interview here? Um, actually, I didn't hear you once, but, uh, you know, I saw people were saying that, you know, we messed it up a couple of times, but it's all right. You know, I'm used to that. <laughs> It's, it is a name that I think that most people should be familiar with. You've been around the league for a while enough now that you shouldn't have been any surprise or a who is this guy for Pelicans fans, I don't think. Um, yeah, well, most of the people just call me Demo and don't try not to pronounce my name. So, I mean, I'm, 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 that, that thing kind of works for me, so I'm, I'm not really mad about it. How's the transition gone for you so far? Uh, the transition is pretty, um, it's pretty easy. You know, a lot of stuff that uh, the team is doing here, um, I used to do in Houston, so it's, it's it's actually really smooth and easy. You know, the guys are really helpful, and uh, you know, it's it's nice to have a teammates like that. Donatus, was it uh, was it eight months with no basketball? Did you play at all a little bit in your in your recovery time? Um, yeah, you know, but most of the things that I've played, you know, was one on one, one on uh, I mean, one on zero or uh, two on two, three on three. So it's it was not like five on five. So it's, it was a little, a little bit. Uh, like I said, a little bit of adjustment, you know, and that's why the coaches sort of tried to, you know, get me uh, in the flow step by step, you know, and I think that's really smart. How closer do you think to uh, to being at full game shape at this point? Uh, you know, we'll see uh, the shape, you know, it's like everything else. It comes up, goes down, you know, so uh, my goal is to get there and maintain it as long as possible. So hopefully, you know, not, not too long. You went through a period here um, at the start of the season. I'm ready to play, but yet it may not be with this team. Okay, maybe with that team. And then, you know, finally you landed in New Orleans mentally. Was that was that a bit of a challenge to kind of to get to where things needed to be and you could start playing again from that, in that respect? Oh, definitely. You know, I love basketball so much. And uh, just looking looking at a game, you know, watching the game, season passing by, you know, it was – I was really devastated, you know, and sitting and really noxious, really wanted to play. So when finally everything fell into the spot, I was I was super happy and super excited. Why is New Orleans a good fit for you? I think they, because uh, of the similar type of game they play, mm-hmm. you know, I think that I can really help them, um, you know, while I'm watching the stands, you know, I saw they're not far away from the playoffs. So I really believe and I, I think it's really possible to get to the playoffs and help them to make that push. We haven't had a tremendous amount of European players in our franchise's history. But, Demo, the ones we have had 
seem to really enjoy New Orleans because they say it feels more like a European city than, say, others here in, in the United States. Yeah, well, it's one of the oldest cities in the States, you know, so uh, definitely it has the the old school kind of, you know, buildings and everything. So, yeah, it, it actually reminds a little bit of Europe. Um, tell me, when you go to a city, whether it's New Orleans or anywhere else, what do you like to what do you like to do? What do you like to take part in? Uh, you know, during the season, there's not much you can do. You know, more most of the time you rest. You know, if you're um, in a city like this, New York, for a couple of days, you know, I'll try to meet my friends or go uh, watch a movie or something like that. You know, but most of the time you try to rest. You know, it's the middle of the season. You, know, you have to give your body rest because next day is a practice. After that is a game. You know, so you just have to just have to maintain that uh, mentality that you know to, to do something too late it might not be the best. Actually, I went to. A, um, comedy show a couple of days ago with my friend uh, from Lithuania who actually came here for that reason. He's comedian, so it was uh, it was kind of fun that he took me out. I never I would never go by myself because you know I have no idea, but you know. So, but like it was it was really fun. I really enjoyed it. A lot of guys love playing here in New York. Um, we don't get to come here very often, being in the Western Conference. What what cities do you enjoy, whether it be either playing in or visiting the most of that you've figured out over the last couple of years? Um, I mean, one of the cities that we stay probably every year we stay there for three, four days was um, um, the Golden State. So it's uh, San Francisco, yeah. Uh, so it was. It's, it's really also European, another European city. And we were like, it's hard to. Some cities is hard to judge because we were in and out of them. Yeah. So uh, for example, you know, I, I talk with a lot of players, and a lot of players are like, "Oh, Toronto is beautiful, phenomenal." Like in the last four years, I didn't spend more than a night in Toronto because right. back to we usually play back to back with Washington with them. So I don't really have a chance to like experience the city, go to or anything. But this, uh, like I said, it's not equal, not equal judgment. But like most of the time, free time that I have was in um, in Oakland, you know, and it was, it was, uh, you know, I mean, San Francisco it was, it was, it was really nice city. I enjoyed the food, everything there. Yeah, no doubt. I've been getting to watch you uh, a lot here as you do your pregame warmups and now minutes on the floor. I love watching the combination of great footwork, good low post game, with that ability to shoot the three. I know we're seeing a little bit more of that in the NBA, but Dima, that's still a rare combination, and I'm curious as to how that evolved for you. Which which came first? Which feels more natural to you? Uh, you know, um, for me, uh, all of this is hours and hours and hours of hard work. You know, it's uh, nothing. I, I didn't born with nothing. You know, I was practicing three point shot hours and hours. The next day, I would come in, I would practice my footwork and my, my post up moves. You know, and um, as a small as a small kid, my father all the time all the time was telling me like you all the time have to be you have to have that safe card if something happens. So, for example, if you play a like big guy as like Brook Lopez, you know, who's not really good in the footwork, you know, so you, I can take him to the basket one on one face. I have to know how to dribble the ball and play one on one face. Then uh, the slower guys, I can be on a three point line shoot threes to take them out and then beat them you know if I can have, uh, outplay them in the post so you know everything was like I tried to become as more versatile as possible because those types those type of players is really hard to defend what would you like fans to know about you whether it be personally or your game or or, or the country you come from what's something that that would you would want to project that would be out front for you I don't really have anything <laughs> <laughs> um, you know 
I'm gonna fight for this team, you know, like, like you see, I'm gonna give all my heart, like for, for, for every team that I play for, you know, and hopefully we're gonna make a big, big, great things in here, you know, and they're gonna remember Lithuania as a nice country and me as a nice player. <laughs> Good enough for me. Hey, before I let you go, uh, a thought or two on Brooklyn. You mentioned Brook Lopez, but, um, you know, what should, what, what should I be aware of, you and your teammates be aware of as you get set to play them for the first time this season tonight? Uh, well, we talked uh, today in the uh, morning shoe round, you know, uh, that they're number one in pace in the league, so they're going to run a lot, they're going to push the pace a lot, so it's really important to go get back. Uh, if they're, I mean, they're first in the league, so that means that they're getting a lot of easy baskets because they push the ball really fast. So, you know, we have to maintain, you know, we have to try to keep them in front of us, and I think we try to slow down a little bit of pace for them, not for us. You know, so I, th- I think we have pretty good chances, pretty good idea what kind of team we're playing, and uh, I think it should be, we should be able to to win this game. Oh, very nice, great visit. Appreciate it very much. Oh, thank you. Auctioner believes the best way to predict the future is to invent it. Here, our doctors and staff are changing lives day after day. Every week, I'm operating on babies who are days old with hearts smaller than walnuts. We're giving these kids a life they wouldn't otherwise have, a chance to grow up. Sometimes, cancer patients come who were told they were out of options. But Auctioner has the most clinical trials in the state. It's amazing to be able to give second chances. We're always a step ahead, even with simple things like getting you in to see a doctor today versus a week from now, so what you have doesn't become something bigger. It makes a difference. Every day, Auctioner is creating a better future by looking forward and thinking differently to find life-changing solutions. That's healthcare with peace of mind. Appointments are available today. Call 866-AUCTIONER or visit auctioner.org. Hey, New Orleans! The world's biggest party just got even bigger because NBA All-Star 2017 is coming to the Big Easy. You know about the big game on Sunday, but there's a whole weekend of fun. Starting Friday night, come check out the BBVA Compass Rising Stars Challenge and the Celebrity Game. Then the D-League All-Star Game on Saturday. Even watch the best athletes in the world get ready at All-Star Practice. Tickets start at just $10. Don't miss out. Visit NBATickets.com now. Everything you need to know about your New Orleans Pelicans is right in the palm of your hands. The New Orleans Pelicans app is easy to use, plus makes an excellent companion whether you're watching the team in the Smoothie King Center or on the road. Recently added features on the app include the latest videos and highlights, plus access to a full list of arena amenities. Download the Pelicans app for free now on your iPhone or Android devices. For more information, check out pelicans.com today. It's Pelicans game day. This is the Black and Blue Report. It is a Pelicans game day, as we mentioned before. Pelicans take on the Brooklyn Nets tonight at the Barclays Center. Joining me now to preview tonight's game is Brian Lewis, who covers the Nets for the New York Post. Brian, I know you're a little under the weather today, but I really appreciate you coming on. No problem. Glad to be here. All right, Brian, we only see the Nets twice a year, and I don't really know how a lot about this Nets team. All I know is they've lost seven in a row and have the worst record in the NBA. So what has led to those two things? Well, they were uh, they were going through a rebuilding process to begin with. So I think it's not shocking that they struggled. 
Uh, I think everybody from the pundits to uh, the odds makers had predicted that they would have the worst record in the NBA. But to compound matters, uh, Jeremy Lin has missed over two-thirds of of their games played already. Uh, And it's been a severe weakness at point guard. Uh, They've turned over the ball. They've had trouble getting their offense initiated. Uh, they've been vulnerable to traps, and they don't really have what I would consider a proven backup to Jeremy Lin. Um, they thought they had that in Gravis Vasquez, and they ended up having to buy him out at a cost of about $100,000 a minute. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he paid him $4 million, and he played about 38 minutes. Wow. So that left them in a situation where they had a second-round pick uh, who's just learning the position, Isaiah Whitehead, and they've had to thrust him in there and expect him to play. Um, and I think the results are probably about as dire as you would anticipate. Yeah, so you have a rookie point guard. You also have a rookie head coach in Kenny Atkinson. How do you think he's adapted uh, to being a first-time head coach? And besides the record, how do you think he's doing in his first year with the Nets? Well, if you measure if you measure it largely by how hard they play, I think he's done a, fair, a fairly decent job. Uh, they don't generally quit on games. They're competitive. Well, when I say competitive, I should say they compete. Mm-hmm. But there are a number of games where they're just flat-out overmatched talent-wise. But I think in terms of putting in a scheme that's more fitting with the way the NBA is going, the direction the league is going, uh, and getting his players to play hard and buy in, uh, to start to develop a culture, I think he's done all of those things right. I just don't think he has the personnel uh, to really be competitive at this point. Yeah, the personnel uh, has averaged around 105 points per game. I know you mentioned sometimes the offense has a trouble you know, initiating the offense, especially the point guard position, but they also are allowing a league worse 114 points per game. Are you at least encouraged more with the fact that the team is averaging 105 points, or is it more discouraging the fact that they're letting up the league worst 114 points? Well, when you see them, you'll understand that they play at a they play at an exceptionally high pace. Okay. So I'm less concerned with how much they're scoring and how much they're giving up as I am with how efficient they are in each position. Uh, in the beginning of the year, they actually were reasonably efficient offensively, and they were a sieve defensively. Couldn't stop anybody. Uh, which, again, is not overly shocking because when you look at their roster, they just don't have a lot of proven defensive mm-hmm. players. Um, now, over the last, I don't know, maybe two and a half weeks, their defense has actually been much better. Uh, but their offense has gone in the tank. So they haven't mm-hmm. been able to find a way to play complementary basketball. Fair enough, fair enough. Obviously, Brooke Lopez is the head honcho there in uh, Brooklyn, but which player has caught your eye with his play so far this season, maybe besides Lopez? Besides Lopez. Well, what I would say is going forward, um, the most important thing for them is Karis Levert uh, because they're utterly devoid of draft picks. Uh, they went into last year's draft without any picks, and they ended up trading Thaddeus Young to get a first-round pick that they used on Levert. Uh, They don't have control of their own first-round pick this coming year because Boston can swap with them. And they won't have a first-round pick at all next year. So basically, in a team that's trying to rebuild, they don't have a lot of 
blue chip pieces. Uh, so developing Karis LeVert is, is paramount. And he has come along lately. Now, he, he missed part of his senior year, uh, and he missed the beginning of this year after foot surgery, but he's come along uh, over the last few weeks. So that's, I would consider that an auspicious sign. And just considering where he's come from, I have to be impressed uh, with Sean Kilpatrick because this is a guy that was on 10-day contracts last year. And now he's one of their most consistent scorers. So just in terms of how much work he's put in and the leaps that he's taken, I have to be impressed with that. Yep, we know Sean Kilpatrick very well. He was a former Pelican um, last year as well, one of those 10-gate contracts that you mentioned. Um, we know Anthony Davis is questionable for tonight. Hopefully he is playing. Um, that might change things as far as uh, the game plan for the Brooklyn Nets and the Pelicans. But what are some keys for the Nets to maybe try to pull out a win tonight at home? Well, one of their long-standing issues is rebounding. Um, they're a poor rebounding team to begin with. Uh, but when Trevor Booker doesn't play, they're horrible rebounding team. He missed the last game. Uh, now he's saying he's going to give a crack to playing tonight. So uh, being able to at least stand their ground on the boards is going to be certainly paramount for the Nets tonight. Um, it's a weakness, and they frequently get out-rebounded. Um, the Pelicans aren't the kind of team that's necessarily going to trap them in the submission like Atlanta did. Um, but getting eaten up, especially now obviously if Davis does play um, inside, that would be that would be huge. So I, I would say that keeping an eye on that is one thing. Can Booker play? And if he does, how much can he play? All right, and the Pelicans will conclude their season series with the Nets in just eight days when the Nets come to the Smoothie King Center on January 20th. That's Brian Lewis of the New York Post covering the Brooklyn Nets. If you want to follow him on Twitter, you can do so by searching at NYPost underscore Lewis. Brian, I appreciate the time. Hope you feel better, and uh, we'll talk to you tonight. Thank you much. All right. When we come back, we'll wrap up this Thursday edition of the Black and Blue Report. We all know Saints fans are humble, hardworking, likable, and the most devoted fans in the league. All of that takes energy. The energy you get from a warm bowl of Campbell's Chunky Soup. Its meaty goodness fuels the greatness of Saints fans everywhere. Try the delicious Chunky Chicken and Sausage Gumbo. Just visit your local supermarket and ask for Campbell's Chunky Soup, the hearty way to fuel your game, and the official soup of the New Orleans Saints. Are you ready for a new challenge? Set your goal and go for it with the Smoothie King Change a Meal Challenge. Just change one meal a day with over 20 delicious meal replacement smoothies, all under 400 calories per 20-ounce cup, and sip your way to your goal weight. With flavors like pineapple mango, strawberry blueberry, dark chocolate banana, and more, it's easier than ever to reach for your goal. Take the Change a Meal Challenge, only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. Take the challenge as part of a low-calorie diet and daily exercise program. Weight loss depends on individual needs. This is Anthony Davis, and you're listening to the Black and Blue Report. Good show today. Big thanks to Donatus Motunis for coming on and uh, talking to Sean Kelly. It's nice to get to know our newest player. And also Brian Lewis from the New York Post covering the Brooklyn Nets. 
Uh, got a nice preview of the Pelicans and Nets, which again is 6.30 Central tonight. I'll have a Pelicans warm-up for you starting at 6 o'clock. Also, another edition of the Alvin Gentry Show tonight, Sean Kelly's most extensive interview with the head coach. I'll have that for you starting at 5 o'clock. And also, if you call in, I'll be giving away tickets to Pelicans and Nets when they play on January 20th here at the Smoothie King Center. On the television side, 6 o'clock is when pregame will start, and then Joel Myers, David Wesley, and Jen Hale will have the call starting at 6.30 as well. On tomorrow's Black and Blue Report, Cassie Calvert and Brianna Nallen will be your host. We'll get you ready for the NFL playoffs. Four games this weekend in the divisional round, Seahawks and Falcons, Cowboys, Packers, Texans, Patriots, and Steelers. Chiefs, and we'll also get a hear from Jay Cicero, President and CEO of the Greater New Orleans Sports Foundation. As you all know, WrestleMania 34 was announced. It'll be here in 2018. So Jay will talk to Cassie about what this means for the city and the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. So a good show for you tomorrow. I'll be off, but then I'll be back at it with you on Saturday afternoon as the Pelicans take on the Chicago Bulls game four of this five-game road trip. Big thanks again. For you all listening today, we'll talk to you on the radio tonight, Pelicans and Nets. And until then, I'm Daniel Salerson. Thanks for listening to the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans, the Black and Blue Report. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report, presented by ABC Insurance Agencies, a better choice for insurance. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at noon central or at your convenience exclusively online at pelicans.com and neworleansaints.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.